Psalms now, we're going to start at verse 1. We are going to read until verse 14. It is our custom here that you will stand in honor of God's word. You guys go. Go to mom. Today we are reading from the English Standard Version. Yours might read a little differently if you were reading from your phone or from your uh, handheld Bible. Thank God for my sister and my soror, Sister Valerie Fuzz, being here with us yes. on today. Amen. I would want to think she came to see me, but she came to get a delivery. <laughs> In the process of the delivery, amen. She is my sister and my friend, and she is the mother of my daughter's best friend, so I guess she all right with me. Psalms 9, starting at verse 1. This is how we do. Don't, don't, don't take this away. Amen. She also sings in Cornelia, so she too will be with us at our midnight musical. Psalms 9, starting at verse 1 from the English Standard Version. It reads as follows. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. For you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne giving righteous judgment. You have rebuked the nations. You have made the wicked perish. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy came to an end in everlasting ruins. Their cities you rooted out. The very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for justice and he judges the world with righteousness. He judges the peoples with uprightness. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among the people his deeds. For he who avenges blood is mindful of them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Verse 13. Be gracious to me, O Lord. See my affliction from those who hate me. O you who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praises, that in the gates of the daughter of Zion I may rejoice in your salvation. Notice with me again verse 1 of this ninth psalm. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Amen. Amen. Will you do me a favor? Will you turn around and help me to announce this uh, text? Will you turn around and say, neighbor? Neighbor, I still, I still have a reason, have a reason to say thank you. To say thank you. Tell somebody else. Say I still, I still, even in my mess, even in my mess, I still, I still, even in my trouble, even in my trouble, I still, I still, even though it's not the way I want it to be, even though it's not the way I want it to be, I still, I still have a reason, have a reason to say thank you. Say thank you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I realize that this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, 
and many of us are starting our preparation to ensure that we've got the right uh, 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 fixings to go along with whatever big mama or whoever else is cooking. We make sure we know whose house we're going to because we don't go to everybody's house to eat. We make sure that the right person is making our favorite uh, uh, side because we don't eat everybody's side. Everybody can't make the dressing. Everybody can't make the potato salad. And if we got to run it down, I'll make it all to make sure it tastes the way I want it to be. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me up in here. I realize and I understand you all that we were, are in the 11th month of 2019. I know that we are uh, coming up to Thanksgiving. I know that Thanksgiving has been set aside as a day to give thanks. But can I just be real and be honest with y'all? Everybody in here doesn't feel like they got a reason to say thanks at the Thanksgiving table. It doesn't mean that God hasn't been good. But if we would just be honest with ourselves, there's been some stuff that's jumped off in 2019 that hasn't finished jumping off yet that's kind of paused our praise. Right. There's some stuff, there's some stuff, there's some stuff that went on that we did not expect. Anybody plan for some stuff at the beginning of 2019 and here we are almost in December of the same year and we still haven't gotten to that thing yet? Did anybody start something in the beginning of 2019 and because of somebody else's stuff and for some of us because of our own foolishness, we didn't get to finish it? And can we just be honest with ourselves? You all, sometimes life starts uh, uh, showing us things in such a way that we feel like if we continue to go in the plans that we have, it will cause us our own demise. It will take money that we feel like we don't have. It will take resources of our household that if we take more resources out, they might take the house and the resource. It takes more energy than our body is willing to give us. And because of life, sometimes you all, it will put a halt to your hallelujah. It will put a threat to your thank you, Jesus. So we get to this place, you all, where we're supposed to be thankful. We're, we're supposed to be grateful. We're, we're, we, we, we are thankful for, for breath. Y'all know we, we pull out the, we thank God for life, health, and strength. We thank God for the ability of our limbs. We thank God for, for, for our last night's bed not being our cooling board and our cover being our winding sheet if we want to go like the old folks say. But can we just be real? Sometimes we wish the abilities of these limbs might have connected with somebody and clocked them. Oh, y'all don't want to be real up in this piece. Come on now. Y'all know I got a t-shirt that says holy with a hint of hood. I, you, Thank you. You know, don't pray with me. Don't play with me. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> listen, there's another shirt. I'm saying, but you can still catch these hands. No, I'm not starting the clothing line. No, I'm not. I'm not starting the clothing line. But the point I'm trying to get at is I don't care how much you in this word. 
I don't care how much praying you're doing. I don't care how much fasting you're doing. You do realize being saved does not exempt you from trouble. That's right. And woe unto us in the church that calls somebody that's going through trials and tribulations to feel like they're not praying up enough when they feel like they're going through. We get to a place where, well, what you mean? Didn't we just pray for you for that last week? The only difference between them and you is that you didn't come to the altar. That's the only difference between you and somebody else is that you pray at the house and they need some other folks to join in with them. But I came on today to encourage somebody to let you know that there's still a reason to say thank you. There's still a reason to say thank you. First of all, I want to talk about before what we're going to say thank you for. I want to talk about how we should say thank you. Can I talk about that? Because sometimes we feel as though at least I showed up today. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. Keep that. Look. Mm. Because can I, oh God, help me. Can I help you out with something? Life would have still went on if you didn't come to church today. Mm. The worship would have still went forth if you didn't stand up and give God praise. Every time that you stop clapping on the song, guess what? The music kept going. Yes, 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 yes. We get to a place, you all, where we feel as though life should just pause. The earth should pause on its axle as an axis as opposed to continuing to go around because we're going through something. <laughs> okay, y'all don't want to say that. Uh-huh. We get mad at folks being happy. Jesus. Right. We don't want to celebrate with other folks getting a blessing. We'd rather sit there and fold our arms while I give God praise when mine come through. That's why yours ain't came through yet. Come on. The Bible says weep with those that weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. When we get that principle right, you might see something. Now, understand this. I'm saying you, but can I just help you out with something? The only way I can preach this today is because God preached it to me. This thing is real. There's been some times this year where I wanted to throw in the towel. Can I just be real? There's been times that I, I, there's never been a time I didn't want to come to the church, but there'll show been some times I wish some one of y'all got up to preach. Wow. Just because I stand behind the sacred desk, just because I preach this word, please understand that trouble don't miss my house. Please understand that bills don't miss my bank account. Let me put it like this. Please understand that folks try me on my job just like they try you. The difference is I got to hold my mouth because I got to preach this word. But it doesn't mean there's been some times I haven't had to repent. We get to a place you are where we feel as though, well, they wouldn't understand my struggle. (laughs) Listen, I could probably tell you about your struggle better than you know about it. 
and you the one in it right now. Because this is the, some people say that I'm too honest with who I am. But I believe if there was more honesty in the body of Christ, there will be other folks that wouldn't be struggling as long as they're struggling because they will realize that there is an out for your situation. You do realize that your problem has an expiration date. But for some of us, some folks act like they ain't never had a start date. Lord have mercy. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't want anybody to tell me God will feed you when you ain't never been hungry. I don't want anybody to tell me that God will, will come through and make a way out of no way when you fat stacked in your bank account. And you ain't never seen a pink slip come in the mail. Y'all know them envelopes that come from the bank? That got your name and address on that pink paper? Okay, y'all ain't. You, you, you got me? Okay. I've seen a few of those working a good job. Because working a good job doesn't mean that you don't struggle financially. Being in good health doesn't mean that you don't go to a doctor once and they say something's not quite right here. Mm. And now all of a sudden you got to go to several doctor's appointments and God is going to start seeing specialists and having tests that you ain't never had before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being in good health, ripping and running doesn't mean that you can't be on the table and cold two times. Three times. Doesn't mean it. There's folks every day in good health that go to that job, walk off the job, and don't wake up the next morning. Yes, sir. So we can't sit here and act as if we are the only ones going through something. But I'm here to let you know again today that there's a reason to say thank you. How? Do we say thank you? Well, the Bible tells us first and foremost in verse 1, we give thanks with our whole heart. That's how we should say thank you with our whole heart. Now understand that the heart concerning the Hebrew thought process at that time represents the center of a person's character and will. You Remember when you used to be young and you really wanted somebody to believe what you said and you would say, cross my heart. Hope to die. Yep. Stick a needle in my eye. We said some stupid stuff when we were here. Why am I hoping to die about giving you your quarterback? I mean, that, that thing was real. That's right. But that's how important it was for us to have somebody believe us. Cross my heart, hope to die. Hmm. I ain't even got to go as far as sticking a needle in my eye. Just the fact that I'm hoping to die. Because I want somebody to believe. That would give you a quote. God, help me in here. Anybody grateful that God did not come through on the stuff that you said when you were stupid and crazy? Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm going to die if I don't marry him. Anybody grateful? Hey, glory. Uh huh. He's still single today. Anyway, <laughs> and we're moving on. But the psalmist, David, David wrote this psalm, and him saying, giving thanks with his whole heart, expresses his intention to give thanks completely. 
with everything. Come on, tell the truth. Sometimes we come in here and the worship goes forth and we only give it just a portion of our heart. We only give it as much as we willing to offer up at that time. Because the rest of our heart is tied up in foolishness. Tied up in our feelings. Tied up in anger. Tied up with stuff that ain't got nothing to do with nobody up in here. And so we only give God a portion of our heart. But here's the crazy thing. God gave you that heart. But we only want to worship him with some of it. Let me keep going. So the first way we say thank you is with our whole heart. And that's why uh, the Bible says that uh, 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 when we consider giving God thanks with our whole heart, the nature of true praise comes with the whole heart. The heart is the instrument that gives God praise, not your mouth. Not your mouth. And you've heard me say before, you can talk loud and say nothing. Mm-hmm. Because you can just say stuff. And just saying stuff doesn't get you to a place of the intention of your heart. Right. So we give thanks with our whole heart. How else do we say thank you? We say thank you with all your memory. Some of us have selective memory when we give God thank you. Oh, a hush fell over the room there. We selective in what we give God thanks for. We only want to give God thanks for the stuff that benefit us. Right. We only want to give God thanks for the stuff that made us feel good, the stuff that made us look good, the stuff that uh, 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 causes us not to have to step out of our comfort zone. That's what we give God thanks for. But the last I checked, the Bible says that we are to thank God for everything and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What does that mean? That you're supposed to give him thanks for every tear you cry. Right. You need to give him thanks for every trouble you experience. You need to give him thanks for every time you get sick. That's crazy, Pastor. Why am I giving him thanks for all of that? Because you didn't have to be sick. You could have been dead. We, 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 why, why am I going to give him thanks over these crazy kids? Because your crazy kids could be caught up in some trafficking somewhere. Why am I giving him thanks over these crazy people at my job? Because you ain't got to have one. Why am I giving them thanks over this ballooning mortgage that I have? Because you could be homeless. Why am I giving him thanks? Because you are the word recount. That's the reason why I use this version. Uh, part B of that verse, verse 1 says, I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. Recount means to remember, acknowledge loudly, and announce. You don't just sit in your head and say, yeah, well, he did that. Yeah, well, yeah, he did that too. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess he did that. No, 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 no. First of all, you can't recount nothing if you don't remember. You got to remember to be able to recount. And in order to announce, you got to be able to remember. So you got to remember all, oh God, I hear you. You got to remember all the stuff that God brought us through. Because when you remember all the stuff that God brought you through, when you come up to that same struggle, how is it that we were wondering whether God going to bring us out when he brought us out the last time? We've got to remember you all what it is that God has brought us through. So not only do we praise him with our whole heart, do we thank him with our, all our memory, but you all, we got to thank him with all our respect. 
when you remember who God is. Verse 2 says that he is almost high. That means he is El Enyon. That means in Hebrew, he is the ultimate ruler and judge over the earth. I don't know about you, but if you've never stood before a judge that got your life in their hands, and your life might be the difference between you walking out with a $25 fine and you walking out with a $545 fine. Your life could be you walking out with six months probation or 25 to life. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me up in here. But it's in the hands of the judge. So when the judge comes back with a good favor, do you do this? Better have. No, absolutely not. Let, let, me, let me talk to Terrica, who worked down at the, the, the court. Yeah, Terrica, do you... Do you do you stand? Do you stand in front of the judge when the judge say, "Okay, I'm gonna let you off"? Do you sit there and say, "I know that"? No. Okay, let me, let, maybe you don't know what you're talking about. Let me talk to somebody that work at the sheriff department. Yeah, we got all kinds of legal folks up here. Do you stand there in front of? <laughs> she had already cut out. Don't even come over here because you know what I'm gonna say. Okay, Torrance, we gonna talk to somebody that been in front of the judge. What's your posture when you know the judge can pronounce something over your life? <laughs> Thank you very much. You present yourself in a certain kind of way. You don't come with your pants sagging all around your behind, coming up in there like he wasting your time. You're he playing with your life. Okay, just like we say in church, govern yourselves. You present yourself in a certain kind of way. You have a certain kind of demeanor about yourself. And when they let you off, you say, sir, thank you so very much. Thank you very much. Because you understand the authority. When you understand the authority of God, you thank him with the respect of the authority that he has. You understand that your life can be a whole lot worse. Can I say it like this? Yes, I can, because I'm in my own house. Your life can be hella worse. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah I said it. 727-641-3851. Holla at your girl. Somebody gonna holla at me. I don't care. It is what it is. The premise I'm trying to get you all to understand is when you understand that God is the authority over your life, you'll think you're going to be a little different. That thing hit different when you realize, you know what? God could have taken me out. God, thank you. As opposed to sitting there saying, really, God? That's all you're going to do? Really? You'll sit there and be like, you, whoo, God, thank you. Matter of fact, on your knees, some of y'all want to. Look, I was telling, I was before the judge. I wanted to follow my knee. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You, I don't want to see you no more. Oh, you won't, sir. No. You won't see me. But some of us don't understand the authority, and we keep having to come back before the judgment of God with the same foolishness. Let me keep going. 
So we thank God. This is how we thank him. We thank him with all our heart. We thank him with all our memory. We thank him with all our respect. Then what should I say thank you for? For what should I say thank you? I want to say thank you for his past guardianship. If you look in verses uh, 3 through 6, he's the psalmist David recounts every time that Yahweh comes through for delivering him from the enemy nations. He reminds himself of when God came through. Verse 3 says, when my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. In other words, they trip over themselves trying to get out of the presence of God. So when you understand that God has already come to your rescue and got the enemies away from you, how is it that we're going to think that the enemy going to run ramshot over us now? Because when you think, you can think. The Bible says that, that not only did the enemies trip over themselves trying to get out of God's presence, it says that God rebuked them and they perished. All God had to say was, and they were gone. See, that's the one I want on my side. One I ain't got to sit there and fight. Come on, you sit there and got to size them up. Again, I'm going back to when you were kids. Remember, shoulder to shoulder, walking around. Yeah. Y'all ain't getting the full picture. Come here. to go away. Y'all didn't see that? Look, look, look that now. Look, 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 look. It says in verse 6, the enemy came to an end in everlasting ruins. Their cities you have rooted out. Look, the very memory of them has perished. So those folks that you keep feeling might come back from your past to try and stop you from moving forward. The Bible says that he has, my, he has wiped out the very memory of them. If they don't have a memory, they ain't got a memory of you. There ain't nobody remembering that you was even connected with them. And they can't stop you from moving forward. We thank him. We thank him for his past guardianship. Not only do we thank him for that, but we thank him for his present goodness. Verses 7 through 10 talks about God being a king and ministering justice or goodness from his throne. You all listen. Everything that God does is in righteousness. And can I just be honest with you? There are some things that mercy, only mercy suited my case. What do I mean by that? Stuff should have went another way. I sure deserve worse than what I got. 
But he's so just and he's so gracious that he would look upon what it is that my enemies do to me and make sure that they get their just deserve. So when we understand you all that God is a very present help, the word says, in the time of trouble, you might not see it happening, but it happens. You might not see it happen, but it happens. How, how, could, how can I, I, I equate this to something? Listen, you sit there and you do your work all year long. You working, you working, you working. You doing what it is you know you need to do. And then all of a sudden it comes up to the end of the year. It comes up to performance evaluations. And they say, you know what, you're doing a good job. And then they fool around to give you a bonus. So they give you an increase in your job. Now, you never saw the people that sat and talked in your favor. You never heard the stuff that they said about you. You never know the number of people that were sitting at that table. But there was stuff that was happening behind the scenes to get you the outcome that you saw. That's how God works in the heavenlies. There's stuff going on in the atmosphere that we got to deal with. But God is negotiating some stuff. Matter of fact, no, it's not God negotiating. It's the enemy doing like Job. Some of us, anybody still being considered? Okay, about two or three of y'all. Some folks being real, but they consider some folks, yeah, I think I am. Look, if you're being considered, that means that God is trusting that you will not let him down. He knows you won't let him down. That means that the enemy's sitting there trying to negotiate, okay, so I couldn't get her this way. I couldn't get him this way, but let me do this to him, and I promise you he's going to jack up. Marquill, he took your car. He took your car in the midst of, 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 of other stuff that was going on. And he probably said, you know what? I mean, he's a good guy. He smiles all the time. But I bet if you let me take that car of his that he loves so much, that car that get him back and forth, that car that lets him go out and get his hustle on when he's doing Lyft and Uber Eats and all of that, I bet, I bet he'll cuss you. And the Lord said, go ahead. But you better not touch his life. And the reason why he couldn't touch his life is because of what the woman of God earlier said this week. There's a call on your life. So the enemy couldn't touch your life. But he was going to try and make you cuss God so he didn't have to touch your life. All he had to do was touch your stuff. And some of us, it doesn't matter whether he touch our life, but we got a problem with somebody touching our stuff. But God is so gracious and he is so good that even when the enemy tries to send his imps to do stuff to us, God says, listen, you can do only this much, but you cannot touch them. Why? Because they are mine and I've got a plan for their life. And so therefore, I'm only going to let you go so far with them. You all, we have got to remember to thank God for his present goodness towards us. Let me keep going because I'm already over time. Not only do we thank him for his past guardianship, not only do we thank him for his present goodness, but y'all, we got to thank him for his future grace towards us. Let me say it again. We got to thank him for his future grace towards us. Let me say this, and I promise you I'm going to the end. If you look in verses 13 and 14, remember back in verses 3 to 6, we saw how uh, God had delivered the psalmist from the enemy. He talked about how the enemy, uh, the enemies went to flee out of the presence of God and how uh, God rebuked them and they uh, uh, were, were cast away and how uh, God even blotted their memory out. But if you look at verses 13 and 14, it says, be gracious to me. See my affliction from those who hate me. That means he currently got some haters in the house. But David was still giving them praise anyway. 
And he was giving him praise anyway because he remembered what he had done before. He was giving him praise anyway because he knew that he was good enough to be able to, to, to do what it is he needed to do in order for David to survive. David wasn't praising him because everything was good. David was praising him because he knew he knew the one that was good. So let me get to the end and I'm done. Listen, if you're at a place this Thanksgiving where you feel like you don't have anything to give God praise for, you give God praise for the fact that you're still here and there's still hope in order for you to be able to see what God is about to do in your life. Things could be worse. You could be sitting uh, by yourself. All your family could be gone. All your money could be gone. Maybe it's only a little, but you got something. Maybe you're sitting here and you don't feel best in your body, but you're not on your deathbed. Maybe you're sitting here and you're, you're having struggles and you're behind in your bills, but at least you got a plan in place to get where you need to go. Maybe everything is not perfect in your life and you're still not feeling good about yourself, but it's still you got another day to feel better about yourself. Maybe you messed up in 2019, but God gave you another day to get it right all over again. Listen, you still have a reason to give God a thank you. You still got a reason to give God praise. There's still a reason where you can lift him up. There's still a reason why you can sit at the table and say, God, I thank you. It might not be what I want it to be, but it sure could be a whole lot worse. It might not be what it should be, but you said not so. God, I thank you for your grace and your mercy towards me. Y'all, we still got a reason to say thank you. We are at the last 37 days left in 2019. If something has stopped you from saying thank you, if something has paused your praise, if something has halted your hallelujah, I want to encourage you that for the rest of this year, you give God praise with everything you got. Don't wait until there's a musician. You give God praise. Don't wait until uh, everything is perfect and, and there's a bump going on. If you feel a run in your shondo, you get up and run around here. Ain't nobody going to look at you crazy. I might get down there and join you. Because I realize and I understand you all that everything might not be perfect. Matter of fact, we live in an imperfect world, so nothing will ever be just perfect. But as long as we serve a perfect God, he will make sure that his love towards us is perfect. So y'all, we got to learn how to say thank you. We got to learn how to be grateful for where we are right now. And we got to learn how to recount it, you all. Verse 14 and verse 1 says that we are to recount our praises. We are to recount all the things that have been, uh, all God has done to us. We will recount all of his wondrous deeds. Taylor, do for me one more time that slide that has those numbers on it at the very beginning. Put that back up on the screen.